Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson, and welcome to our women's meeting. There are a group of women here and men who are endeavoring to walk in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God. The kingdom is with power. The power of God. Having God give us victory every day and giving us to him. Amen. Paul, give me the, inter give me the tongue. Open your mouth. Give me the tongue. Tongue interpretation. Open your mouth. Give me the tongue. You don't have anything? Who's got it? Somebody's got it. Come on, women, step out. Open your mouth. Lark. used to say, I have a job. I'm either going to make you mad or glad. And you know what? Either one, God can deal with you. So if you get mad, hallelujah. But this is the word of God. And we have, uh, we have said a hundred, a hundred times, if not a thousand, John 10, 35, the scripture cannot be broken. Do you believe that? Do you really believe that the scripture cannot be broken? Do you believe that the word of God is from everlasting to everlasting? I'm going to read you some words today that some of you are never, have never considered and some of you are going to freak out for a couple minutes and that's okay. That's all right. Turn with me to Isaiah 42. We are going to see what God did. We are talking about our, our series is what the gospel bought us. What the gospel bought us. And we know from experience that the gospel, the actual bona fide definition of the gospel, is 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4, that Jesus died. 
that he died according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again according to the scriptures. That is the gospel. That is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. You got to have all three or you don't have the gospel. Jesus has to be coming out of that grave. He has to be resurrected or it won't ever work for you. But you know what? He did come out and he bought us. He paid a dear price for us. And we have been going over the price that he has paid for us. And today we're going to look at what he did for the Gentile. And you say, what's a Gentile? Anyone who is not a descendant, a physical descendant of Abraham is a Gentile. Through Isaac. Thank you, Jesus. Through Isaac. A non-Hebrew is a Gentile. Did you know? Did you know? With all this fight in America and all other places, do you know there's only two types of people on this earth? Just two. Not five, not ten, not 150. Two. Jew and Gentile. That's it, folks. It doesn't matter your skin color. It doesn't matter your ethnic origin. It doesn't matter where your mama's from. There are only two types of people in God's eyes, the Jew and the Gentile. And you're going to find out today what you are. Now, Isaiah 42. Behold my servant whom I uphold. This is the father talking about his servant. His servant. And God wants me to put right in here this Bible that we're reading was written by Jews. All of it written by Jews. By Jews. The Jews wrote the New Testament. The Jews wrote the Old Testament. And we have a lot to be thankful for for the Jew. This right here especially. Now, Isaiah 42 verse 1. Behold my servant whom I uphold. Mine elect. And whom my soul delighteth. I will put my spirit upon him. And he shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. Do you see that in Isaiah? Do you know in, in, uh, in Genesis 12, God speaking to Abraham, he said, In thy seed, in thy seed, all the earth will be blessed. We saw a couple weeks ago that God knew the end from the beginning. And he knew that us Gentiles were going to be blessed in the seed of Abraham. In the seed of Abraham. And he's talking about that seed right here. I have put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. To the Gentiles. Not just the Hebrews. Not just the Jews, but to the Gentiles. Judgment to the Gentiles. Isaiah is talking about this 700 years before Jesus even showed up. He said he's coming for the Gentiles too. Verse 2. He shall not cry, nor lift up, nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed shall he not break, and the smoking flax shall he not quench, until he bring forth judgment unto truth. He shall not fail. Thank you, Jesus. 
he shall not fail. I want to show you something in these verses that will help you. Verse 1, behold my servant whom I uphold. It was not possible that Jesus was going to fail. God was with him. Can you believe that? If you can believe that, then you know he will uphold you if you stay with him. He does not ever, ever fail. Now, he shall not fail nor be discouraged till he have set judgment in the earth. In the earth. Not just for the Hebrew, not just for the Jew, but in the earth. He will set forth judgment unto truth. He shall not fail nor be discouraged till he have set judgment in the earth and the isles shall wait for his law. Thus saith the Lord God, or God the Lord, he that created the heavens and stretched them out, he that spread forth the earth and that which cometh out of it, he that giveth breath unto the people upon it and spirit to them that walk therein. I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness. And will hold thine hand, and I will keep thee, and give thee for a covenant of the people, and a light of the Gentiles. Oh, he was going to take care of the Gentiles before he even created this earth. He already knew what he was going to do with those of us that were Gentiles. Turn with me to Luke 30, Luke 2. We're going to see who exactly, so we know. Like I said, we're building a foundation. I love when the Spirit shows you why. So that you have something to stand on. So you know that you know that you know that it is rock solid in the Word of God. Now, Luke 2, verse 25. And there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. The same man was just and devout waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he has seen the Lord's Christ. He was looking for him. The Holy Ghost was talking to him, telling him he's coming. He's coming. They have been looking for him since Abraham, since Moses. And now he's getting, now he's here. And the Holy Ghost said, guess what? You get to see him. Before you come to be with me, I'll let you see him. What a gift. That he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took Jesus him up in his arms and blessed God and said, By the Spirit, this is beautiful. Lord, now let us thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. And look at what he adds. A light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. If you are a Jew, there's your glory. 
the Son of God came out of your family. How cool is that? Now, turn with me to Acts 10. Acts 10, verse 1. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band. The man was an Italian. Spaghetti for all. He was an Italian. You know, I want you to think about this while we're reading this. He was an Italian. He was an Italian soldier. He was from Rome. God's getting ready to bless the occupiers of Israel. An occupier. Israel was occupied by Rome. And it wasn't their choice. The Romans came in and took over. And here's one of the occupiers who prayed to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, let's see what happens to this Italian. A devout man and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. He saw in a vision, evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Look at this, thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. You got God's attention, Cornelius. You got God's attention with your prayers and your alms, your giving. You got his attention. And now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. He is lodged with one Simon a tanner, whose house is by the seaside. He shall tell thee what thou oughtst to do. And when the angel, which spoke unto Cornelius, was departed, he called two of his household servants and a devout soldier of them that waited on him continually. So the man had some rank. He had some rank. And when he had declared all these things to him, he sent them to Joppa. And on the morrow, as they went on their journey and drew nigh to the city, Peter went up upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. That's about noon. And he was, became very hungry and would have eaten. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance. And he saw heaven opened and a certain vessel descending unto him as it had been a great sheet knit at the four corners and let down to the earth, wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, and fowls of the air. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. And Peter said, But Peter said, Not so, Lord. For I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. The Apostle Peter, no pork, no bacon. He never had sausage. An Italian. Never had that Italian sausage. Never had pork, never had bacon. Never had any of the things that the law of Moses said he could not eat. But here, here. God says something. 
He says, rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, not so, Lord, for I've never eaten anything that is common, common or unclean. Unclean. Profane is that, un that is common. Profane. Bad news. Don't touch. Don't touch. Profane. And the voice spoke to him again the second time. Look at this, look at this phrase. Get your eyes on this. For God has cleansed that call not thou common. What God has cleansed that call not thou common. Don't you call it unclean. Don't you call it profane. What I have cleansed. You got that? Now, this was done thrice, and the vessel was received up again to heaven. Now what Peter doubted in himself with this vision he had seen should mean, behold, the men which were sent from Cornelius made inquiry in Simon's house and stood before the gate. And called and asked whether Simon, which was surnamed Peter, was lodged there. And while Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit said unto him, Behold, three men seek thee. Arise therefore and get thee down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. And then I want you to go down. And I want you to go to verse 24. And tomorrow after they entered, Peter and six other guys with him, and tomorrow, when they entered into Caesarea, and Cornelius waited for them, and called together his kinsmen and near friends, and as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him, and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter took him up, saying, Stand up, I myself also am a man. Do you see that? You call yourself a Christian? Don't you ever let anybody bow to you. Don't you ever let anybody bow to you. Peter didn't. Peter didn't. Peter is our example. Peter was Jesus' right-hand man. You cannot let anybody bow to you. You are nothing. Peter said it, I myself also am a man. And as he talked with them, they went in and found many that were come together. And this is what Peter said. And Peter said unto them, you know how it is unlawful for a man that is a Jew to keep company unlawful or come into one of another nation. But God has showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Isn't that beautiful? I should not call any man common. I should not call any man unclean. Why? What God has cleansed. Call not thou common. Call not thou profane. Call not thou unclean. What God has cleansed. 
Do you believe the gospel? Do you believe that Jesus took your sin, justified you, made you righteous? Don't you be calling yourself unclean. Got it? What God has cleansed, call not thou common. What God has cleansed, glory be to Jesus on that cross. Call not that common. Now, turn with me to Ephesians 2. Wherefore, I'm going to begin in verse 11. Wherefore, remember, this is the Apostle Paul talking, a Jew. A Jew. We heard Peter, a Jew. Paul, wherefore, remember, that you being in times past Gentiles in the flesh, a non-Hebrew, that's all a Gentile is. Any nation that is not a Hebrew is a Gentile. Wherefore remember that you being in times past Gentiles in the flesh, which who are called uncircumcision, uncircumcision, by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands. If you do not know what circumcision is, look it up. Get the pictures if you have to. Made that at that time were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Let's look at that again. Some of you just freaked out because I said, go look at the pictures. Do you know God circumcised Abraham? Do you know God circumcised Abraham? You know, God wasn't a bit upset about circumcising Abraham. That was a gift to Abraham. That made Abraham part of God. That was old covenant. Now we have a new. Wherefore, remember that you being in times past Gentiles in, Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision, by that which is called circumcision in the flesh made by hands. That at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. You were without Christ. Those that were there when Jesus was on the earth were without him. Remember what he said to the Syrophoenician woman? He said, I've come for the Jews, not for you. She got it from him anyway. It's a commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise. Having no hope. We didn't. And without God in the world. Without God in the world. But now. But now. In Christ Jesus, you who sometimes were far off are made nigh, are made nigh by the blood of Christ. By the blood of Christ. You who were far away from God are now made close to God by that blood of Jesus. In that beautiful, Isaiah talked about it 700 years before Jesus came. He said he's coming for all the world. He's coming for the Gentile. 
He's coming for the Gentile. For a people that were far away from God, he's going to bring close to God. Sometimes far off or made nigh by the blood of Christ. For Jesus is our peace. Jesus made peace between us and God. Romans 5.1 Jesus made peace between you and God. You got that? Jesus made peace between you two. You didn't ask for it. You certainly didn't deserve it. Neither did I. But he did it anyway. He did it anyway. God made the first move. We didn't. God made the first move to man. We didn't make the first move to God. That is beautiful and comforting to know. God's the one that made the move. For he is our peace who has made both, both Jew and Gentile, one. See that word one? He has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of partition between us. Between who? Between the Jew and the Gentile. This may get some of you's skin crawling. But look at what the word that cannot be broken says. Broken down the middle wall of partition between us. Having abolished. Having abolished in his flesh. When he was on the cross. The enmity. The enmity. The enemy. That which hated us. Even the law of commandments contained in ordinances for to make in himself of twain one, one new man. Made of himself on that cross. Bought it. Bought it with his own blood. Made the two one. Made the two one. So making peace. That he might reconcile both to God. Both to God. That he might reconcile both unto God in one body. Whose body? The body of Jesus. One body. By the cross having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you who were far off and to them that were nigh. For through him, through Jesus, through Jesus, we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. We both. Now it's not just the Jew, it's the Jew and the Gentile. Both of them. You say that? Both of them. Have access. Have access by one spirit. The Holy Ghost under the Father. We have access. We have access. Both. To the Father. Why? The law was abolished. 
The law was abolished. It was put aside. We have access to the Father, not by the works of the law, not by following the Ten Commandments. How do we have access to the Father? By Jesus. By Jesus. Now, therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens. Fellow citizens. Fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. You know who you're a fellow citizen with? You're a fellow citizen with Abraham. You are a fellow citizen with Moses. You are a fellow citizen with Samuel. You are a fellow citizen with King David. You are a fellow citizen with Isaiah. A fellow citizen. You both belong to the same God. You both have access to the same God the same way. You are a fellow citizen with Peter. You are a fellow citizen with the Apostle Paul. You are a fellow citizen with Phoebe. You are a fellow citizen with Mary Magdalene. We are fellow citizens. You see what that cross bought you? It bought you a key to the front door. It bought you a key to the front door. I remember when, uh, when my future husband gave me a key to his apartment. Ooh, it felt so cool. I got a key to the tabernacle in heaven. I got a key to the throne room. I got the ears of Jehovah. And so do you if you have Jesus in you. Amen. Fellow citizen. Fellow citizen. Now, turn with me to uh, Romans 2. Now, here's the nitty and the gritty. You got your faith ready for this one? Romans 2, verse 25. For circumcision verily profit if thou keep the law. But if thou be a breaker of the law, thy circumcision is made uncircumcision. So you're a Jew. And you keep the law. You fail in one point of it, and you just lost your circumcision. Ever lied? Therefore, if the uncircumcision keep the righteousness of the law, shall not his uncircumcision be counted for circumcision? Now, and shall not uncircumcision, which is by nature, that's how you're born, if it fulfill the law, judge you, Thee, who by the letter and circumcision does transgress the law. That law was abolished on the body of Jesus. Now, look at verse 28. The first time this was ministered to me by the Spirit, I almost coughed it up. It says, for he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly.
for he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly. Who's talking? A Jew. Who's talking? He said he was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. This man walks straight, folks. He said, concerning the law, blameless. Blameless. And that man who walked blameless in the law and laid it all aside for Jesus because Jesus just happened to show up on the road one day, knocked him off his donkey. Now this Jew is saying, he is not a Jew which is one outwardly. Neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh. When did that change? It changed in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. It changed when the old covenant was put away. And the new covenant started. It changed with the blood of Jesus. It changed. It changed. The new covenant changed it. The old covenant was put away. The new covenant changed. It's been changed, folks. It's been changed. It was paid dearly for the change. The new covenant had to be bought with blood. And it was bought with the blood of Jesus. And the new covenant says, the new covenant, the one we walk in, the one where the power's at, the new covenant says, he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly anymore. He is a Jew, which is one inwardly. And circumcision, circumcision now is of the heart in the spirit and not in the letter. You get circumcised now in the heart. In the heart. Circumcision is in the heart by the spirit. And it is a wonderful thing. And you know what it does? It makes you a Jew. Do you have Jesus in you? Do you have the Jew in you? If you have the Jew in you, Jesus, then you are a Jew. The seed in you makes you a Jew. It makes you a Jew. And no, you can't go to Israel and tell them you're a Jew. They might hurt you. But you know who calls you a Jew? Who calls you a Jew? The one that cleansed you calls you a Jew. The Father sent Jesus for the Gentile also. We saw Simeon say that. A light to lighten the Gentiles. Who calls you a Jew? God calls you a Jew. He calls you a Jew. And who cares about anybody else what they call you? The only one that counts is the Father. 
one that counts is Jehovah and Jesus. They call you a Jew. And you know what that means? You got all the blessings of the Jew. You got all the blessings of the Jew. And you are fellow citizens of the Jew. The one that has Jesus in them. And you know what? There is a city. There is a city that Jesus is building as we speak. That is a house, a city of all the Jews. And we have citizenship there. We have citizenship. God does not see you as a Gentile if you have Jesus in you. Can you believe that? Can you believe the word of God above what you feel, what you see, and the circumstances you are standing in? Can you do that? You know what the word is? It's Jesus. Can you believe what Jesus did for you on the cross written in the word? You have been made a Jew. God calls you a Jew. Inwardly, circumcision in the heart. And who bought it for you? Jesus did. Oh, when they put him on that cross, when they nailed his hands to the tree and they pushed up the cross with him on it, he was paying for us. And he was making sure that the Gentiles were fellow citizens with Abraham. What did Jesus say? In the kingdom of God, the, those from the West us Americans and those from the East, the Chinese, are going to sit down at the table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And some of the Jews will be thrust out. You are a Jew if you have the Jew in you. You want the Jew in you because he wants to be in you. He paid a dear price for you. He did. He laid down his life for you when you were your worst. He laid down his life for you. And he came to do nothing but save you. He didn't come to condemn you. He didn't come to punish you. He came to save you. And he did it because the Father's the one that sent him. Go save him, Jesus. Go save him. And he did. And he wants to be in you. Pray this prayer with me and let Jesus come in you so that you can be a Jew. Amen. Jesus, come into my heart. Become Lord of my life. Lead me. Guide me. Fix me by your power. And I ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.
again. Father, I thank you. I thank you right now. I break the power of unbelief. I break the power of unbelief. I break that spirit's power of unbelief. I break the power of unbelief right now in Jesus' name. It's a devil and it talks all the time. I break the power of that unbelief. I break the power of unbelief. I break the power of unbelief. I break the power of doubt. I break the power of doubt. That wicked spirit. I break the power of doubt. I break the power of doubt in Jesus' name. I break the power of doubt in Jesus' name. I break the power of doubt in Jesus' name. I break the power of doubt in Jesus' name. I break the power of unbelief. I break the power of unbelief. Why couldn't they cast out the devil? Jesus said, because of your unbelief. I break the power of 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 unbelief. Indiana, I break the power of unbelief. I break the power of unbelief. I break your power. I break the power of unbelief. I break the power of unbelief. I break your power. I break your power. I break your power. I break the power of unbelief. I break the power of unbelief. I break the power of unbelief. I break your power. I break the power of unbelief. I break it here. I break the power of unbelief. You can't have them. I break the power of unbelief. 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 I break your power. I break your power. I break your power. I break your power. I see you and I break your power in unbelief. I break your power of unbelief. I break your power. I break your power. I break your power. I break your power in Jesus' name. I break your power. I break your power. I break your power in Jesus' name. I break your power. I break your power. I break your power in Jesus' name. Pray that or play that about ten times. Is everybody all right? Anybody need prayer? Yes. 
just sit right there. What do you need? All right, I break this curse in Jesus' name. I break this curse in Jesus' name. I break this curse in Jesus' name. I break this curse. Yes, I break you in Jesus' name. I break this curse in Jesus' name. I break this curse. I break this curse. I break it. I break it. I break it in Jesus' name. I break this curse in Jesus' name. I break this curse. I break it. 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 I break this curse. I break it. I break it. I break it. I break it. I break this curse in Jesus' name. Back to the third and fourth generation. I break you in the name of Jesus. I break you. I break you. I break this curse in Jesus' name. I break this curse. I break this curse. I break it in Jesus' name. I break it. I break it in Jesus' name. I break this curse. I break it. I break it. I break it in Jesus' name. Amen. You're going to see a change. I get thanks. Jesus didn't hang for nothing. Amen. Anyone else? See you next week. Email me. Things happening. Okay. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the Ministers of Music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.